0: hello everybody let's talk about suicide prevention and behavioral health in the world of neurodiversity and some resources that we're gonna collect and have as a workshop I'm gonna share some of the the highlights with you today it is in its infancy so we're just really getting rolling Um, I'm on a team that's uh, making this a a major focus. We have a Facebook group, a LinkedIn group, a work group together. Our county, Montgomery County in Texas, is focusing on the broad umbrella of behavioral health and suicide prevention in a number of overlapping areas. And specifically, we are targeting um, the uh, avoiding... Minimizing, getting rid of the, the suicide ideation, the suicide um, uh, desires, the, the, and then the, uh, the statistics as far as our, our young people, our young people of all ages, of all sizes, of all diagnoses that uh, follow through with their desires to end their pain. Their pain is real. Uh, and we've got a growing number of resources on the, the Facebook, the website, the, um, and the LinkedIn group. I'll put them in the, the notes. And we're just going to go through highlights of, of two different workshops. One's more relevant. The other one is a little bit different, but ever more preventative. And then some of the resources that we're going to work on collating together. There's a there's a lot of best practices resources, so we do not need to reinvent any kind of the wheel. We're going to actually borrow, barter, poach from a lot of the neurodiver- uh, neurotypical best practices of trauma informed grief. Um, how do you help you know integrate that into just everyday life and and and. And for the, for the, uh, new one, for the, uh, night, the, um, uh, we call them first listener, <laughs> not that you all have to be trained providers, but you can be the first listener and you can use tools, which you can help even create them, give us some input, right? So, um, this is all b- kind of brand new stuff, but, um, we just wanted to share and pull, um, your thoughts to it. If you are willing to share. Okay. So this first slide is uh, will be one of the workshops, um, and the the content is going to come from um, not so much that my child, my one of that, that my John has had ideation or express thought or behavior that indicate just any kind of clue, right, that he wants to end his own life. We're not at all in that place. I posted tonight that he's learning how to pressure wash. So we're. <laughs> We're in a good a good spot. We are, we also are just touching on puberty, and you never know about what comes in life. So, um, but my my other child is more into the world and aware of ideas and has been and 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 as a parent of uh, mental health awareness and a variety of other diagnoses that go along with it. I've been going to every trauma informed every grief class. Um, especially anything that called themselves best practice. Um, I've been reading every self-help psychological psychology book there is in trying to survive the recovery and codependency and the single parenting and then the the loss of my kid's dad in the last few months to some really bad illnesses. This was all pre-COVID-19, so... um, Anyway, all of that's just been a, this has been a crescendo in history. You just got to say a crescendo in history. All right. So back to the point, um, the, the, the middle slide has some areas that we're going to be pulling together and, and borrowing and citing their intellectual property. So I've, I've been to as many of the um, trauma and grief component therapy for adolescents. Uh, that's the, the TGCTA. Um, Dr. Julie Kaplow and her team, formerly of Baylor, now of Texas Children's, they are the best. They have been colleagues uh, at, with the Mental Health Association of Greater Houston, the Center for School Behavioral Health. Um, we've got a lot of the, the, the NAMI people that are, that are aware of and helping and been experts and subject matter experts for such a long time. There's also the youth mental health first aid. I've been to the abbreviated class. I do not have the certificate, but there's a number of other best practices curriculums that are around. And so, what I'm going to cite tonight will be just the ones that I'm have that I have here on my desk. There will be others. Um, the idea is that our our come away will be a um, slightly less than two hours, active, engaged. How do you do it? How do you work through? these um, expressed thoughts or expressed behaviors. Um, if you're a first listener, if you're a parent of, or you happen to be a teacher of, or just someone in the community, what tools can we create to give you good triage tools, right? So that you don't have to turn away from it. You don't have to be afraid of it. You can uh, you can know how to get to first base or even second base and helping someone um, talk talk therapy, right? Help them bring that grief and and, and trauma out of the, the chaos, wherever they have it stored away, bring it out into the sunshine. Let, talk, let them talk through it. You affirm them. You ask them if, if they'd like to talk. You ask them if they have a plan. You have some pictures. We're working on creating some tools for you. Um, I'm going to also talk about... Um, TBRI, and then um, Building Stronger Communities, and then we have a couple of other slightly um, off-target, but still relevant tools. Um, So what our objective here is to help you help those people that you love. If you need to move on to a provider, then that's great. Then you at least know that you didn't let them down, right? And you won't be afraid to have a conversation. So that's what our, our long-term goal is. So a first listener wherever you are found. Um, how, how can you help them get started? Okay, so that's that's where we're headed. Not all answers are available tonight in this podcast, but we are sure going to be spe- collating that and pulling them together. Okay, so back to the slide number two, um, the grief and trauma component therapy for adolescents. Um, I went to a, a two-day workshop uh, not as a provider, but rather as a parent. We had a, a lot of really great uh, practices. So as we build a curriculum, I will be citing their their team. I'm going to be specifically asking them if we can uh, share some of their intellectual property. I've got a lovely worksheet and, a, a, I mean, a workbook and a bunch of papers that go along with it in examples. So we'll look for that to be collated in. Um, Trust-Based Relational Intervention, so that team that have come up with TBRI, there's a lot of people that are certified in that. I've been to as many workshops as I can find, and so we'll we'll put some of that in here too. This workshop will not be enough to get you a certificate in any of these curriculums, but we're just going to kind of breeze through them, hit the tip of the iceberg, hit some of the salient points, give you some basic first listener tools, right? Um, you can go to Best Evidence, which is go to those workshops yourself, find them, uh, check the the notes, go to the website links. Uh, The the purpose of these two workshops will be um, getting you to first or second base. Okay. If you want a home run, go get your own, go to the classes. Okay. (laughs) I'm sure you realize that. So this is like the old days, the Reader's Digest condensed books. (laughs) Um, If you ever did, if you remember that. Okay, so mental health first aid uh, for youth, fabulous. They have, um, I think, some other uh, team, uh, other um, people, other components, other groups that they're trying to also do a, a mental health first aid for, but the, the one I attended was youth, and we'll talk about that. Because really, when you look at developmental delay, they're youth a long time, right? Because it doesn't really matter the number of candles on the birthday cake. It matters about the behavioral... Um, uh, it matters about the cognitive processing. It it matters about the um, developmental delay meeting them where they are, right? So, okay. And then um, our team also, the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force of Montgomery County, wants to be an incubator and help you and your teams get rolling. So we're very glad to share. We also have a component of building stronger communities, which is more on the presentation side. And then I'll be working with, continue to work with a lot of people that I know and including school districts and including the mental health professionals that I've been so lucky to have met over the years because I knew I had to get trained because I knew I had a train wreck at my house coming, a long, slow train wreck. And we're here now. um, So my kid's dad's gone and I need to know what to do. So I I feel like my scars are relevant. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we will integrate some of their best ideas. Um, There's also a note here that says when we are working with our first responder supports when dealing with neurodiversity, uh, uh, we, we talk about these things also. And then the second workshop that I'm working on, I playfully call it the emergency game it's not exactly on suicide prevention but it's certainly on the prevention side and we want to help our our young people of neurodiversity never be that in the wrong place at the wrong time but if they were uh, uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time in trouble how might they be better trained to process the the, the stress of the instruction to 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 survive the grilling right to hold to their explanation to keep their story. That's my story. I'm sticking to it, right? And then not get railroaded into a, a false confession just to make the pain go away. And then, oh my God, then you're in, you know, what if you got a, a prison sentence? And their stories in the news now, right? You're, you're an intelligent person. You're paying attention to the world around you and the whole place is on fire. So what our intention is to um, help minimize the the trouble that our young people can get into when they're not prepared intellectually or sensory processing or by developmental delay in whatever way that they need to be a little bit more um, rapid in their processing or a a kinder world, kinder, gentler world to interview them. Uh, A a lot of us know Philip, uh, Phil Morris, uh, who we met at the, World uh, Autism Organization Fifth International Congress that was held in Houston several years ago. And Phil is a retired police officer in the UK, and his team right now, his business right now, helps to better educate first responders, police, anybody that is doing the questioning or the sentencing on how better to phrase uh, questions, better to phrase. Uh, communication scenarios with those of diversity even if they're young so from the pediatric to the older how can how can you get the information the answers that you're looking for from people of neurodiversity in in changing your questions changing your the tenor of your voice changing your body language changing your expectations and 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 maybe more patient too OK, so he's got a lot of great work. I'm, we'll get him to chime in on this workshop, too. So as I had mentioned, when Be- the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force of Montgomery County was birthed about a year ago, the intention was that it could, could certainly be that incubator, that we could pull together such a broad umbrella of professionals of all power st- structures and all silos in the community toward suicide prevention, toward behavioral health, pull everybody together so we all have skin in the game, and then build a model and let that replicate in other places, and so sharing all of the intellectual property. So we're really excited about that part, too. We're working on, as I said, some tools. Um, listening for the first, well, some, some. Let's call them triage tools, right? What do you say, and what do you not say if you're you're with someone and they're under a lot of cognitive burden, and they say or act or or give some indication, and then you better read the tea leaves, Tootsie, right? That they would like to end their life. And, and today I learned that. F- three of the most common ways this happens is they just take a runner out into traffic and get hit. Or they ingest some poison. Um, There's a third way. Um, It's usually with... uh, um, They don't always have access to fancy weapons, right? Um, So it's it's a real thing. And uh, we'll also have some professionals in the suicide prevention, the counselor side, I'm I'm an amateur counselor (laughs) I've read all the books but I'm not a provider so my approach is from the parental as parent my approach is from the educator side um okay so let's go on to uh, the uh, so that's just in in a nutshell okay this is just to get you to start thinking about it if you have some ideas you'd like to share with us we are absolutely in that stage right now we're excited about pulling something together. It's been a long time coming, but, but we well we will be, and we need your help. So the, the third slide is what I had playfully mentioned before, and I've done a previous podcast on this topic um, because of the all the protests. And then I read some New York Times articles about kettling, and that just made my blood run cold. So the idea is that if... How do we help our young, neurally diverse kids, like my kid, John, how do we help them not get trapped? How do we help them know, I smell danger. I smell something I should get away from. Or they get nuanced or seduced by uh, the wrong kind of friends into doing something stupid. Um, And it could be a pretend emergency or it could be a real emergency. So we're working on that all the time. And so toward the the workshop here. So these would be one and a half, two hour workshops that would be actively engaging. Uh, We could do at conferences or wherever you would like. Uh, I'm getting pretty good at doing them over Zoom, too. So, um, But the idea there is, how do we help young people be ready for the unexpected? And it could, they could be overwhelmed with sensory. They could be stemming. They could be lost in their own um, uh, not-joint attention, right? In their own um, solitary uh, train, uh, um, train of thought. But we need them to be in this world with us, particularly. Heads up! Watch for the clues. What's everybody else doing? D- do you realize that you're headed toward a brick wall here? We got to we got to get you into the, the, the self salvation. <laughs> How do we help you save yourself? Um, and it's 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 a great fear for us parents to just worry. Oh my God! What's going to happen to our kids if they happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and we're not here to help them? And then some something. Unforeseen happens, and oh dear God, now they now they're in jail, and oh my God, now they got convicted, and so now they're in prison for a longer time, and they just don't know how to understand the long term. So what if they tried to kill themselves while they're in prison, if they're all by their themselves, and we don't have the right kind of support for them? So I mean, it's this is a, that's a dark place to go. Um, and uh, that's where we don't want to be. So um, that's why we're working on these tools to share and to collaborate with everybody. So thanks. Um, w- there'll be a lot more inf- lot more information coming. Um, it was a big topic today. and I wanted to share that topic and I wanted to let you all know that there's some great people working on this and also the intersection of when what is it the neurotypical world is using? what are they? making available that's got lots of research and IRB statistics behind it that we can borrow, beg, steal, poach, and, and cite, of course, right? Uh, share, give credit for. Um, I don't really mean steal. You guys know that, right? <laughs> um, but how can we use that together to help um, even even those that may be wired a little differently? again we don't do not need to recreate the wheel we just kind of morph it a little bit and it'll work it'll be it'll be very useful it'll be way good enough for us for our kids all right so thank you for your time um, I'll put some links in the notes uh, definitely give us some input um, we have a if you'd like to be on the team and even if you're international that's great um, I'm working on a collaboration with someone I met on LinkedIn that's with a um, brain feedback team in New York City. And the the first um, um, Zoom that we're going to be doing is the sciences of the brain, education, and neurodiversity. And that will be... To- Again, this is all big fat prevention stuff. I mean, we are so geared into prevention. You, you have, I'm sure you have an idea about that, right? I mean, that would be your heart and soul too. So all about prevention, all about... Everybody feeling heard and recognized, and and um, I was listening to a wise person, and she said that when someone has an injustice toward them, until that injustice is heard, recognized, it, it will never go away. So, for whatever injustice our our young people have been have been burdened with, then how can we help? have the tools? How can we train each other, even if it's co-counseling, when you learn how to help yourself, right? And you're not necessarily going to a provider per se, but it's more on the the self-help books. But how can we help lead our young people toward their own healing and um, avoid the deaths? We don't need that. Um, They can have a good, long, happy life. And the more we train them on the front end, On the the preparation side, on the prevention side, awesome. I mean, I know you guys know that. All right. Thank you for your time tonight. Um, This is uh, a really important topic to, to share and to work together on. So we'll be waiting for your inputs. Okay. Cheers. Talk to you soon. Bye.